And what does that fair token launch look like? Yeah, 100% fair launch. Okay. First, we're going to have an incentivized testnet and we're going to have people come in early, a couple, like a week or two early, like a thousand people to test it out. And we're going to have small airdrops, keywords small. And then the only way to get min tokens afterward is during the launch where you stake ADA and min together to actually provide liquidity to the decks. Welcome to the Cardano Source Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and on this weekly podcast, I catch up with a range of Cardano innovators, thought leaders, and changemakers who are using Cardano to make an impact within the world of cryptocurrency and beyond. As Charles Hoskinson puts it, we are Cardano, and if you permit us, we'd like to change the world. If that sounds like you, then make sure to subscribe, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and today we are joined by Matt, Head of Marketing at MinSwap, a decentralized exchange, aka a DEX, which is currently being built on the one and only Cardano. So Matt, brother, cheers for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. No worries. Appreciate you taking the time. All right, so let's start the show, uh, as always, with a little intro on who you are and what you do. I'm Matt. I'm the marketer. I tend to do public relations. I act as a layman for a lot of the technical things. I'm the guy on the Twitter account, you know, so if, if you need to ask me anything, just pop on there. We're also on discord. So I try to do partnerships with other people. I do a lot of email coordination. So if you have anything you need to know, let me know. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're the master of tweets. So if people want to reach out to you on, on MinSwap on Twitter, you'll be the guy that they'll be, uh, they'll be reading those, those messages. Usually unless it's a long. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he tweets. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to a more general question, what is MinSwap? <laughs> well, we're, we're a lot like pancake swap, except we have multiple pool types, you know, uh, because, you know, you can use when usually when you have a liquidity pool, you're providing two pairs of tokens. We'll also allow you to provide more than two, than a single pair of tokens. Well, you can have three or four to help deal with impermanent loss, depending on the kind of asset it is. For more volatile assets, we might have a trading fee of 1% so that liquidity providers can get better returns. We're just going to have, we're going to be like an all-in-one DEX where different rates are there to serve liquidity providers to, to negate and permanent loss as much as we can and encourage people to prefer, to provide liquidity. Right. Yeah. So on your idea scale on the project catalyst, it says you're a multi pool deck. So I guess that's what you're describing at the moment as a, as a multi pool, yeah. you have different types of pools that provide liquidity to the decks. And by having yeah. multiple pools that helps mitigate that issue of impermanent loss, something along those lines. Yes. Yeah. So PancakeSwap at the moment only uses one type of liquidity pool. Are there any decks out yeah. there that are exploring this idea of a multi-pool decks? I think Balancer is. Balancer? Yeah, that's uh, kind of what we're based on. I'm, I'm, I'm still a layman, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not an idea that's been kind of explored a lot, I guess. This, this, this idea of a multi-pool decks. 
I haven't heard of anybody who's okay. doing that. I'm sure there are, but I haven't heard of them. Yeah. Okay. Exciting. So especially on Cardano, that's it's, it's not something that I've seen on Cardano yet. As far as I'm aware, there's a few DEXs out there. So in terms of talking about how MinSwap would differentiate itself from other DEXs out there in the crypto universe, would there be other ways to differentiate MinSwap uh, other than the multi-pool decks, are there other things that you kind of add MinSwap's own unique flavor to the whole thing? Well, I would say uh, like the the flavor we kind of add is the, the quality of our work. We, you know, we're always on Twitter. We're showing our development. A lot of places aren't doing that. We like to be transparent. And I had a few ideas to add to the whole thing once, uh, once MinSwap is up and running. Okay, so... In terms of being up and running, so you guys are obviously under construction at the moment in preparation for the grand launch of smart contracts on, on Cardano Mainlet, which I'm oh, so excited for. Yeah, I can't believe it's happening. It's uh, been a long time in the making. And apparently, according to Charles Hoskinson on his recent Lex Fridman podcast, that should be within the next 90 days. So only a couple more months to go and we we'll have smart contracts on this platform, which will be super exciting in terms of that as kind of the, probably the next big milestone for you guys, where are you guys at at the moment in terms of your development? Are you, have you kind of got everything set up in terms of the code and you're fine tuning things or kind of where are you guys at at the moment? I would say we're like 85% of the way there. 85% of the way there. And that's in terms of kind of the, UI, internal code, backend code. We're, we're trying to fix up the layout, add more graphics to the front of it. It's kind of plain as of the moment. Yeah, but the skeleton of the whole thing is, is all set up. It's, it's just the UI kind of at the moment. I would say the skeleton is 90% yeah. done. Like we'll, we'll be ready for Alonzo White. And I guess a question specifically to you as the marketing Guru, what are some marketing strategies that you're exploring or is that kind of under wraps and or still whiteboarding those kind of ideas at the moment? Uh, we, we have a couple NFT giveaways. We have one going on right now. Like I had a collection called Unbank the World where you have a different country where the cat, the blue cat, long calls it Cat Dano, uh, <laughs> is in different countries doing different things. And yeah. we're just giving away a, like a, we have 10 copies and when they retweet, we give them away. I also had the idea of doing a chess tournament because that's kind of counterintuitive because the chess audience tends to be in crypto and they tend to be the buy and hold kind of crypto holders. And so we would have like, yeah, because they're having a thing called uh, crypto champs. I was thinking of having something called swap champs where we have hand and brain chess where one person moves the pieces, the other person says the pieces to move, and then we just have a big sponsored uh, chess tournament sometime later. Yeah, I like that idea. You know, because it's a pair of people and we you provide a pair of tokens. Yeah. So it's, it's not a, so the NFT one is kind of like a giveaway, but this is another strategy to perhaps just engage the community. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's a really big part. Like that's that's something that I'm eager to get involved with because for me, my background is in architecture and, you know, I've got a couple of friends in crypto, but 
it's not like everyone that you know in the real world's into crypto as well. So it's you need these opportunities to interact with people in this in this crypto universe. And if you're kind of a Cardano diehard like I am, it's it's nice to meet other Cardano enthusiasts as well. So if that means meeting people via a chess tournament, then that's a great idea. I think yeah. we need more things like that that are kind of outside the box, but indirectly it really adds value to the to the community. Yeah. Okay, so people can look out for that if they subscribe to your Twitter and join your Discord and, and whatnot. They can keep up up to date with any any progress, any events like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and what does the rest of the 2021 roadmap look like for, for MinSwap? Uh, the implementation of all the different kinds of pools, uh, more advertising, the, oh, the, a uh, launch pad for other, other projects on Cardano. We have, we're going to have one of those. So will that go live at the same time as the DEX or is that going to be introduced after that? I think a lot of this stuff is going to be gradually added on. It's yeah. very. Yeah. And I'm here for your launch pad because, okay. So before I ask that question, I'm going to go back to, I guess, your launch. So people that are in the space will probably be aware of the kind of the concept of an IDO or an initial DEX offering or IFOs. And it's, it's pretty much kind of like the token generation event for people out there that aren't familiar but there is, um, there's been a lot of hype around them and people get their hopes up because they hear these IDOs can 10x, 20x, or some even 100x, 200x, which is pretty ridiculous. But then a lot of people get let down uh, and really disappointed uh, because the, the IDO didn't really plan out the way that they intended and it wasn't really as, as fair as they were hoping. For example, you could have first come, first serve uh, and you, you're there on your phone with your sniper fingers and you end up buying some tokens like a second or two seconds after it drops only to realize later that a, a bot beat you to it and they bought the, the token at a hundred times cheaper price and then they sold it <laughs> uh, after you buy yeah. it and then you're down this, this much money. So because of that kind of mass disappointment, and again, this is something that I've felt a couple of times and it's not a good feeling, there's been this push for a fair launch uh, yeah. in terms of these things. So are you at Minswap planning a fair token launch? And what does that fair token launch look like? Yeah, 100% fair launch. Okay. First, we're going to have an incentivized testnet and we're going to have people come in early, a couple like a week or two early, like a thousand people to test it out. And we're going to have small airdrops, keywords small, and then... The only way to get min tokens afterward is during the launch where you stake ADA and min together to actually provide liquidity to the decks and okay. actually farm the tokens up. Right like on. it's supposed to be for providers because, you know, when you have these launches, no matter how well you make them, it distorts the price of a decentralized exchange. And the key to a decentralized exchange is steady prices so that you can put them into pairs and avoid impermanent loss. So even if you have... IDO or ISO or ICO, it's just going to, it will sabotage your decks. It's like the stability, like the passive income. That's what dexes are about. Because I'm just going to have this token that goes up to the moon and then crashes way back down. And I can't provide liquidity with that. You know, it's just going to 
eat into my profits. I'm just going to suffer a huge amount of impermanent loss. Uh, I see. So you're saying that you kind of the pumping and dumping is actually negative for liquidity providers. Yeah, it it destroys the whole dex. Yeah. Okay, so that's your fair launch process. So interesting that you will be uh, have this incentivized test net, and you're saying that the airdrops will be for those that are involved with that test net, or will there be airdrops yeah. for other people, or not too sure yet. Uh, only for the test net. We're trying to okay. keep it as small as possible because the whole uh, distort the price thing. And how do people kind of put their hand up for that? Well, we're still figuring out how we're going to get the first one thousand in for the like for the pre-boarding for the test net. But yeah. after that, it's open for everyone. Anyone can use that. Okay, but only the the rewards will be limited to say the first thousand or so. No, no, the war, like, we'll have one era where, like, 1,000 people can use it, uh, and they'll get, like, smaller rewards. Yeah. They'll get much smaller rewards, but they'll still get rewards. And then the test net, anyone can get rewards, but then those will be bigger, but it'll all still be pretty small. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Well, I kind of like that idea because the people that really are interested in this project who get in there early, there's a reward for those sorts of people. But the rewards are still linked to actually adding value to the ecosystem, which I kind of like as well. You're not just airdropping for the sake of airdropping. You're airdropping because people are passionate about the project and are using it uh, for that yeah. testnet example. And then even when the token launches, the, the tokens are distributed from people that are, again, providing liquidity, aka adding value to the, the ecosystem. So it's I like that idea of, you're getting a reward, not because of just just because you're getting this reward because you're actually providing value in return. So it's this fair value exchange, uh, which is yeah. healthy, I think. Uh, the airdrop for the sake of airdrop, I think can backfire a lot of times. And yeah. I've, I've seen that quite a lot, actually. Okay, so on the fair launch kind of theme, another thing that I saw on your website was the token distribution. And in a way, to me, that kind of adds another layer of fairness to your launch. Because there's a simple graphic on your website and it's 90% community, 10% development funds. That's kind of an abnormally high percentage for the community uh, and low for the... So the development fund, I imagine that's the team tokens as well as just kind of building the product. Is that right? Is that what the team... Uh, is that what the development fund is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, so that's that's quite a small percentage when you compare it to a lot of other kind of projects out there. Is there a rationale for that? Is it kind of purely around, I guess, like to me, it seems like considering that's 90% community, there's this, this emphasis to kind of add as much value to the community. And one way of doing that is giving them as many tokens as we can. <laughs> yeah, also to avoid dumping from the team. Okay. Yeah, also like... Uh, Long was also kicking around this four percent, like dev, like promotion and stuff crap, you know. But the rest was for the team. I don't. He yeah. need, he needs to update that. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's, it's the team. Ten percent team. Ninety percent community. Rough, like yeah. roughly speaking. Okay. Um, one other thing that I quite liked was this idea of supporting small stake pools so when there's ada uh, locked up ada in the platform that that gets delegated to 
I guess, smaller stake pools. Some, some get delegated to ones that haven't minted a block yet, and, and the other percentage is, is uh, delegated to stake pools that have only minted a small number of blocks. So the idea is you're supporting these st- smaller stake pool operators, and in doing so, further decentralizing the, the protocol. Um, do you know anything around that? Because I'm not super clued in with how, how all of that works, but the idea of supporting smaller stake pools is something that I can uh, definitely put my hand up and say, I think that's a good idea. Well, we're having like a different discussion about how that would actually work. You know, some people say that we should let the people choose. I- I'm on the team that we should let people choose the specific stake pool that they stake to and see the fees, see the historical fees. And yeah. then you would have to, when, when you swap it, you would have to unstake it and then swap it. There's, and then like there's Long who might say that we might use an algorithm to get that accomplished and there's we're having a big discussion about how exactly that's going to work and we need to see how Alonzo White pans out before we can even develop how that would work. Okay, so you're still uh, ironing out the details for that, but I think just even the idea that that is being considered of how I know it seems to be something that is fairly common throughout the Cardano ecosystem. I'm I'm not in uh, fully involved in other ecosystems, so it may be true there as well. But at least one thing I found in Cardano was this this attitude of I guess helping other people. Um, so even if that is an idea that you're exploring of how can we integrate supporting kind of uh, up and coming stake pools, even if that was an idea that was thought about as a good sign, I think for the team behind this project, I think. Yeah, I, I try to retweet all the small stake pools I can usually on Twitter. Yeah, because it's a positive thing for, I guess, everyone. The, the more stake pools there are, the more decentralized it is. And I guess that is a big reason why or one of the, the benefits of Cardano is, uh, according to Pedro, who you ask, it's the most decentralized uh, platform out there. Um, so supporting these stake pool operators and having more of them out there just increases that uh, decentralization, which is a, uh, which is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. One quick question here, which is on the top of your frequently asked questions, and you've you've already touched on it a bit, but could you just um, clarify quickly when and how can people buy or accumulate or acquire MinSwap tokens? Test out the testnet. Try to follow us on Twitter to see how you could be one of the first one thousand. And if not, then join the testnet later. There will be more tokens to be earned on the second half of the testnet, so you won't miss out. Also, stake ADA and MIN together to earn more MIN. Okay, perfect, perfect. I'll turn that into a little video and post that on Twitter. Okay, so last, second last question. How can people support and connect with MinSwap online? Uh, follow us on Twitter, follow our Discord, retweet whatever you want to retweet, but I prefer you retweet all our tweets. But. <laughs> okay. So, so Twitter and discord, the other two kind of platforms. Yeah. Well, share us anywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously project catalyst as well. So I think, Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a important one. That, I, I guess that's how you're okay. So one other thing I think, which is important to clarify. So, Based on that token distribution, you have 90% community, 10% team. Often there is you know, a percentage that goes to 
VCs, you know, private sales and, and the like. You're not doing that, are you? You don't. You're not getting venture capitalists and kind of buying big chunks of the token supply. No, no. Yeah. We okay. and I remember I was telling you about that four percent that yeah. like might be used for marketing. We might use that for the tournament to get like some big YouTubers to host the tournament. Yeah, yeah. But still, that's a kind of a very small uh, percentage. And so, based on that, I think it is important to note that. I guess Project Catalyst is going to be a big catalyst for your development. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if, if people can, uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there who are listening to this, are obviously fans of Cardano and may be aware of Project Catalyst, but if you're not, you can kind of sign up on uh, to Project. Project Catalyst is kind of like the launch, the native launch pad of Cardano. People can submit ideas and then people can vote on the ideas that they like and the, the winners get, um, get money i guess to fund their particular idea and this is all voted by the community and you can sign up for this uh on idea scale when they have all links uh, you can vote there's an app and whatnot that you can vote for things but i think the last the last day for voting uh is uh on the 25th yeah is it? maybe well in the I next couple know. of days anyway i do not know last like voting for fun four yeah. I don't know, but we're in Fund 5, so, you know, that's around mid-July, and we'll let people know, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, if this is out, if, if there is still an opportunity for voting... Um, I think you need to register, and the registration ended, so you can't... Yeah, the registration. But ones that are uh, have registered, are, they're probably already clued into this, but if you're registered and you still haven't voted for this project then you've, you've got some time to kind of place a vote. You've got a couple of hours to place it if I, if I can get this out today. But otherwise, there's Fund 5. And, you know, it really, really helps a lot of, a lot of these projects, uh, especially if, if they're trying to launch this as fair as possible. They really rely on, on, on Project Catalyst. So um, get out there. And it's also good just to check out. There's, there's so many awesome projects out there like MenSwap. But there's a lot of them out there, and it's just it's just cool to see the people that are working in this ecosystem, uh, and yeah, it's just really exciting, especially when we know that smart contracts are around the corner. Before I ask the last kind of general question, um, is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we haven't touched on at the moment? Uh, well, we had a couple ideas about token burning. Okay, want to talk about that? Well, I pitched the idea that we could have a link that goes to a card game you know and you can play with your crypto with other friends and you know it works like regular poker but if you burn some min tokens you can draw a third time instead of just drawing two times so we could use that to burn tokens uh okay so it's a game essentially a poker game that you can play it directly on minswap uh, we would have to link it to somewhere because of gambling restrictions, but oh, gotcha. that was one idea that I pitched. So it's a game and then you have special kind of features in the game, which would require you to spend your MinSwap token. To, to burn it. To burn it. Okay. Where, which tokens are being burnt? Uh, min tokens. Min, min tokens. Okay. Nice. Like I, I know on PancakeSwap and, they're probably the main one that comes to mind in terms of this. They've got all these different creative, they've got these little games that they can do. And 
they all add to the the def- deflationary pressures. So all these different things that um because is MinSwap an inflationary token? Uh, I think we're gonna cap it off at two percent a year, but they're thinking of capping it entirely and not having it inflate. Yeah. So having these little creative things like this game or or others where you have this this burning burning these min tokens having that burning pressure there that deflationary pressure that's i guess quite important to that especially if there is some inflationary component built into it i like that idea where can i vote on it (laughs) i kind of went nuts with the whole idea and decided to have a whole casino where you know like imagine like if you you staked into the pool you could act as the house for a casino and then you could use those earnings from the casino to further enhance your earnings on a pool and you could get any asset you wanted with staking in any asset you wanted like say you had wrapped bitcoin and you wanted synthetic spy like spy shares so that you could earn passive income from the dividends you could put the wrapped bitcoin into a pool you could set it that you win bitcoin 80 percent of the time spy 20 percent of the time and you'd keep the same amount of bitcoin you'd also be earning min you'd be earning the same amount of Bitcoin back and you'd be earning synthetic spy assets that you could just put in somewhere and earn dividends on. Interesting. This was an idea I was pitching. I'm not sure if it's possible. Yeah, I like it though. I wish there was some sort of like meetup group where everyone could just pitch ideas. Like it's, um, I guess that's what Project Catalyst is, but like uh, probably I guess a more informal one because there's probably a lot of ideas that don't make it there. I don't know, it'd be cool to have a little space where we could throw around these ideas on, you know, little features for MinSwap. Maybe this could be added sometime in the future once once there's a kind of a platform. And so I'm sure there'll be a lot of cool ideas out there that could eventually get implemented into the whole MinSwap ecosystem somehow. But maybe that's a future thing, some little community brainstorming session. Yeah. 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 I'll put my hand up for that. That'd be that'd be fun. Anyways, last question. It's a general one about Cardano. So what excites you the most about the future of Cardano? The potential that smart contracts have on it because of its the different code that it uses, the fact that it uses Haskell slash Plutus instead of uh, what's it? Oh, the one on Ethereum, Solidity. Solidity, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the fact you can write native in, integers and, and it has all this stuff already built in. And there's been plenty of Haskell development in the past. So there's all this potential that yeah. can be used for this. It's not just another Solidity clone of Ethereum that mm. uses proof of stake rather than proof of work. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe. Uh, and also, if you like our content, then make sure to check us out on social media with the handle Cardano Source. Thanks again and I'll see you in the next episode.